introduce you guys for the listeners. So we have Shane Smith and Sean Finerty. Shane Smith, American man, famous Hello. YouTuber. Wait, mm. no, well, would I not YouTuber, but YouTube comedy special, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm on the. I have a pretty decent YouTube, sure. <laughs> and then Sean Finerty, famous local Longford man. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean. <laughs> I don't know who you're comparing me to, but there's not that many famous Longford people, so I've got to be up there. Definitely. You're the only Longford. You're the first Irishman to do uh, late night TV comedy, right? You're the first, first Irishman to do the Tonight Show, yeah. Yeah, the Tonight Show. That's amazing. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Because, yeah that's a huge yeah, achievement. Yeah. Fair play. Yeah. It was unprecedented coming from Longford, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Americans wouldn't know where Longford is. We're putting. I don't. You don't well. Do you no. know um? Do you know um? Oh, what's her name? Maura Higgins. No. Oh well, she's pretty hot. She's from Longford. <laughs> she's. A I'll look her star. up now. Yeah, I'm do. in the. I'm in the market for a non-American woman. That's my new thing. Well, you might you might There's not be able to get her. <laughs> <laughs> That's most of the world. <laughs> yeah 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 i know i feel like my odds are good <laughs> you're in the market for a non-american woman what, what type of woman what you just want like different country or irish specifically no not no not <laughs> irish, oh, irish. Okay. all right take it easy oh god not irish oh. <laughs> i mean the word just voted the ugliest people uh, what oh that's not possible irish women are very good looking Maybe it's the men. Are you guys bringing the? You guys are bringing the average down. Is that what's I mean, happening? We're, we're not bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just, uh, you know, foreign women. I, I, I think American women have like a weird entitlement, and they're just they're very concerned with like material things, and they usually don't have a lot of. I, I like women who like interrupt you and give you opinions and like are uh you know generally confident and i feel like non-american women have that more than american women oh i would have found that new york city women have that more than my new york new york city women often aren't american (laughs) so maybe yeah i don't know i would have found that american women were very confident and very forthright with their opinions but i think it's a faux confidence I also feel like they're giving you their opinions, but when they date me, they're not, you know, they're, they're always trying to like people please. Oh, yes. Yes. I I definitely don't think Irish women for sure won't people please with their man. They'll be like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Exactly. I love that. You know what? Actually that, I, that sounds like a pretty fair assessment. Cause I, I remember like anytime you'd like, You'd be out at a bar in, in New York, say, or anywhere in America, and you'd be chatting to American women. They'd be very easy to give you the phone number. They, they would, they, they'd give you the phone number or whatever, and then if they didn't actually want to text you, they'd just ignore you after that, whereas an Irish woman will flat out tell you to fuck off to your face. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it so much. Let's start roasting you. I lo- yeah, I want it. I want it. Yeah. I want to know exactly where I stand. I'm too dumb. I'm too yeah, dumb see. to date people who are gonna play coy. You think I give you my phone number with that stupid looking yoke on your face? <laughs> <laughs> Sean, you're uh, with an American years now, right? Yeah, four and a half years. 
Yeah. Do you find there was much of a difference between Dayton and American and Dayton? And did you date Irish girls back home? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's different. Uh, I don't know. I found one who would put up with my shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I found like Irish women have a low tolerance for uh, for bullshit. And I finally found one who would just tolerate me. So yeah, settling in. <laughs> Yeah, that, I, is that love? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, it might be. I think. What's up with my shite? <laughs> Have you ever dated an Irish woman, Shane? No. N- uh, no, I have. Uh, but I've been around a lot of Irish women in my life. My uh, the so my mom married a man uh, whose last name is Collins, and he uh, and related to the one you're thinking of. And um, so a bunch of my family or my step family lived in Ireland for a while and we had like met them and, and stuff. So I was around them and they were abrasive, <laughs> uh, which is nice. We enjoyed it. I'm from like a small town out west. So we're also just like dumb hill people that like yell and shoot guns. What do you mean and- also? <laughs> <laughs> well- <laughs> La- well, you're from Longford, so Sean, yeah. he, he means yeah. you. Yeah, but we don't have hills. <laughs> There's a, we're dumb, but we don't we have, have hills. We have, pa- <laughs> we have potholes and windy roads. We're, we're dumb flatland people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I've not dated any Irish women. Um, I've dated an English woman. Okay. Yeah, but she was, I don't know. Uh, she was fine <laughs> she, she was nice but we're I don't just know. generalizing all the people based on like <laughs> I, I dated one english woman but uh you know yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i will say stereotypes I with katie boyle <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i i dated a french woman and she was uh of all the french stereotypes in a good way she was great. Oh, what are all the smoking a, a cigarette in bed? Yeah, all I know what? is smoking a cigarette in bed and being all like, "Ooh, you know, like." You like wine? <laughs> what? You like wine? <laughs> I, maybe we have different stereotypes here in America than you do out where you in was she Ireland. Frog legs? Like what is this? <laughs> no, I thought the stereotypes were like French women are very like very mature, very like sexually open, very romantic, very like attentive, very kind, but also no. like uh, politically like they're they're supposed to be like Renaissance women, like they're smart and they do everything and they're not afraid to like hit you up and uh and they're supposed to be good at sex i don't know these are all things i thought that were katie, katie have you ever heard any of those things before no i just the only, the only positive stereotype i ever remember about the french is that they also didn't like the english <laughs> <laughs> i hope our english listeners because i know there's a couple laughed at that <laughs> 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 or maybe they're just Irish people in England, actually, now that I think about it. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> that could be it. Jesus. I, did, I smooched a Frenchman. What's the Frenchman stereotype? I don't know. They just have sexy accents. I thought it was the I thought that French people were just like very sexually open, very opinionated, Wait, very like. What do you mean by sexually open? So what's different? What was she not doing? Sh- like? No shame. Okay. Like, yeah, so. I remember the first time I went to, uh, I, I flew through France. I was going to the Middle East and I was like chilling and I looked up at the TV and the, this lady had her tits out in an orange juice commercial. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Okay, cool. France <laughs> moving that orange juice. 
<laughs> Wait, I don't understand. Why was her tits out for the orange juice? It's a good question. I'm not because France. <laughs> People of France, baby. Yeah, yeah. There's no point. She was just. Yeah. It was. It was the morning. She's pouring OJ titties out on TV. Kids around. Didn't matter. I will say I dated. Um, I dated a Polish girl for about a year, um, and uh, they 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 seem very like serious, you know. So like I never knew if she was mad at me or just being foreign. does that make sense yeah 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 that's how nordic women are too yeah they got that like stern demeanor which i also enjoy yeah maybe i just like anything that's not american these days yeah i dated a slovakian guy i don't want to stereotype the whole country but it was similar with like his accent was just very scary a lot of the time (laughs) and he'd be like my woman and i'm like okay (laughs) (laughs) i didn't know slovakians were cavemen (laughs) yeah yeah that's that's right my woman (laughs) (laughs) me me drive car now me go to new york he would though he'd be like like one time he was like giving me vitamins and stuff he was like not showing me what it was and insisting i eat them and like he would make me dinner and be like this is what you should be eating this is healthier you know well maybe that's just controlling maybe it's not a slovakian thing yeah it's yeah, all them. very dangerous <laughs> any any man who gives you pills and says eat these these are good for you you don't do that ever you it's throw so them behind you like, mm, delicious the idea of being controlling in a relationship is just so hilarious to me like like my my girlfriend, if she ever wants to do anything, I don't even like, I don't even need to know. Just, you know, be back at some point, you know, doesn't even have to be today. <laughs> I, I, I'm right there with you. It seems so exhausting to, to like care. Right. I would just rather trust someone and then just be done with it. Yeah. But that's yeah. people who don't have a hobby, I think, because anytime I've dated a control, like I've definitely... Uh, there's something with me that I'm definitely maybe attracted to those types. I don't want to be, so I'm working on it, but I have dated a lot of that kind of controlling possessive, but it's usually they just don't have a hobby. And like, I'd have loads of hobbies, you know? So I'm just like, not, I love the time apart, but yeah, they just, they just have nothing better to do. So I think people who are like that just need to like, get a series, get a Netflix series or go play basketball. I don't know. Uh, you, you think you date people like that because you like affection so much and people who are very controlling or are like very interested in you and like touchy feely and yeah, all I up think in your so. business. I, I would consider myself like nearly like a two sided, if that makes sense. Like I want a lot of affection, but then too, too much like the possessiveness scares me. Like I'd be needy, but not needy. Do you know what I mean? It's very right. like a cash, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I do like it to a certain extent. And then it's like, oh, you've just locked me in your basement. Thanks. That's great. Um, That hasn't actually happened. But you know what I mean? It's bordering on that. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. For me, uh, being in a relationship, I just like, I think I just like knowing someone's there. It's nice to just have someone. I don't need to be around them all the time. But it's nice to have them, you know, to be be alone with someone. Yeah, I don't I don't need to be like around someone all the time, which yeah. made quarantine difficult. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Shane, are you dating anybody right now? No, I was and it went terribly wrong. You're completely single now, but you're happy, right? I'm OK. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm as happy as as a guy as I am. <laughs> like, sure. Do you, do you want to I was going to ask I was going to ask a different topic, but do you want to do you want to talk about it or is it like we could? Yeah. Yeah. OK. Do you have questions? Go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because so you, you broke up during the quarantine or. 
Yeah. 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 So I, um, uh, we're talking about, uh, um, my ex who, you know, who yeah. I've spoken to you about. Yes. Yeah. So She's we broke amazing. up during, we broke up right before quarantine. Um, it, it sucked. It was, uh, not the best. I broke up to her, to her face, which is not something I've ever done. Normally I get into a big fight. It's very crazy and there's yelling and then they're storming out and then we're staying other places. And one of us is like, I hate you. I'll never talk to you again. And like, so easy, right? <laughs> oh, it's so much better. <laughs> but this one, everything was going pretty all right. And I was just like, oh, it's very unfair for me to be wasting this woman's time. And I care about her and I respect her. So I did the right thing, which was terrible. Yeah. And um, I went to her. I like was like, hey, I'm going to come to your house. I'm like, speak to you and i went to her house and sat her down looked her in her eyes and broke up with her god it was don't oh it's so bad it why, is so, it that, why is it that the right thing is always the worst thing to do yeah what is yeah, i i'm with you i'm like dude, the right thing sucked it was so yeah. bad oh it was I, terrible I, i've said this on the podcast before but i have mixed feelings about like breakups because actually sometimes if it's on the phone if you call them, it gives them kind of the decency to be able to like not like break down in front of you. And then it gives you the strength to not kind of if they say, no, stay with me. Like I find if I do a face to face and they're like, stay with me. I'm like, OK, <laughs> Just, oh, no. don't be upset. I've yeah. always been when it's been like a case where I'm like going away or something or like I broke up with a guy when I was like in Ireland one time, but it was much easier to do it over the phone. I was like, oh, thank God. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You, you, you break up like when you get fired from a job, you know, you just stop giving them shifts. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way to do it. Just no call, no show. Sorry, you're not on the roster this week. Yeah. Well, that's Let's see what happens next week. Nothing? All right. <laughs> Maybe I can get you one shift. Do you want to trade shifts with someone? You do find that happens, though, near the end of a relationship. They do start getting less shifts. You start seeing them less. Yeah. You know, they know it's coming. Like, it's the same yeah. way you know you're getting fired. It's so true, Sean. That's a great analogy. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's so. <laughs> well, that I, is... I, I've you always went. been a big fan. When people say have asked me uh, before about advice about breaking up, and they'll be in bad relationships or whatever, and my advice is always just like, who d write a letter, do an email, call, whatever it takes, mm -hmm. just get out of that situation. You don't owe anyone. I hate when people are like, not even in person. It's like, shut up, shut up. Like, they <laughs> get out of the situation. What do you want them to stay with you? Like, don't do that. Just get out however you can get out. But yeah, I, I yeah, I agree with you. Because when I broke it off with the, with Boris, like the listeners know him as, that's not his real name, you know his real name, but uh, mm. that's just what Des calls him. <laughs> but um, same thing, I broke up with him over the phone uh, and he went psycho over the phone. And I was like, imagine I had him in there real life because he was screaming down the phone at me imagine that was in his apartment or i'd be dead woman i'd be dead there'd be no puck there'd be no katie on the podcast to be someone else oh uh, yeah that sounds terrible I, I, I hate this guy um yeah <laughs> i like the boris he uh he attacked moose and squirrel that's that <laughs> oh well look that's hard because that's you basically did a breakup where it was technically a healthy relationship but it just wasn't going any further that's the hardest some, some people stay Ugh. in those relationships for years 
Yeah, I saw myself. I saw the ability for me to just like coast in that relationship. And I was just like, it's so unfair to her. Also, and this is so, this is really, she told me she loved me and I didn't say it back. That's when I was like, all right, time to, she said, I love you. And I was like, all right, going to the airport. (laughs) And I just left. (laughs) She told it to me before I went to Canada. And um, because I like woke up in the morning with her. And as I was like getting my stuff, I was saying goodbye. And she said it. And I was just like, I was just like, what was that now? What was that? I'm going like, and I just like left and ignored it. And then on the plane, I was like, damn. And we didn't mention it at all until I broke up with her. It was brutal. It's How really hard. What was that? How long were we together? Uh, six months. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So about the normal time for someone to fall in love. And it was like the healthiest relationship ever. It was so good. (laughs) And she was great. She's like the best person I've ever dated. And I just, it just wasn't there. I don't know what, it it just wasn't. So it was uh, an infuriating experience to say the least. But that's like, it's like the spark. Like I've had lots of really nice where I know it would have been healthy relationships, but I haven't had, I remember one time saying someone like, I think I need to go to therapist because why can't I have a spark for the, but it's just chemistry and your, that's the part where you can't control it. But come here to me, you saying, um, you not saying I love you back. Have either of you ever said I love you back and not meant it just to kind of appease the person? No. I've uh, probably said it and in hindsight i didn't mean it but i don't think i didn't mean it i don't think i thought i didn't mean it at the time yeah i think same as myself like oh i did say it to one person and i thought if i say it maybe i'll feel it and then i was like as i said it, i was like oh i don't feel this (laughs) oh no yeah but the other guys i've been like yeah sure and then like in hindsight i've been like oh maybe that wasn't love uh but then also i don't know maybe you're like maybe i was in love at the time i don't really fucking know what love is I've done that the hindsight thing, but I think I did the hindsight thing after I actually fell in love. So I told some people I love them and then I actually fell in love and I was like, nope, wasn't that. (laughs) This is different. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to fuck up my life right here. This is totally different from that other stuff. So now I I said, I love you. It turns out what I meant was I enjoy sex with you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) so now i'm very careful because now i know what love is about and i'm like don't ever say it unless you mean it so ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Yeah, well, that was great. You didn't say it back. Fair play to you. <sighs> Not for her. <laughs> no, no. And doing the right thing sucks. I can't. I just want everyone out there to know that it's not good. <laughs> so, but basically, what you should do is if you want to get out, just start a huge fight, be a dickhead. Um, you know, that's actually because then the person hates you. So it really, it's a win win for everybody. I've done that. I've actually done that. Have you? What was what yeah. happened there? Well, so I, like, I'm older now, but I was, I was like 19 at the time and, uh, I was dating this girl and it was a horrible, it was a bad relationship. And I'd like been looking for a way out, I think. And I didn't really know how to, bro- I'd never broken up with a girl before. So yeah, I just like, I found out that she kissed another guy and I just exploded. <laughs> I was like, I did, I genuinely didn't wasn't mad about it i was like ah oh, whatever happens but i like acted like it was just unforgivable <laughs> just broke up with her that's so funny i do think it's unforgivable yeah, in real too. life so i'm yeah. like when you're saying that i was like dog that just sounds like you broke yeah. up with her for betraying your trust <laughs> it sounds like you handled it perfectly fine <laughs> here's what i'll say i think had i not been looking for a way out maybe i would have thought oh, that's like totally unacceptable or unforgivable. But because I was looking for a way out, it didn't bother me. I just acted like it did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I mean, I've been in that situation where you're with someone and you're like, God, I really hope they cheat on me. That would make this so much easier. <laughs> that's a horrible situation to be like, to yeah. literally be like, well, what am I trying to get one of your friends? Like, hey, will you DM her and see what's going on? <laughs> like, right. Right. And I know that it, it sounds stupid that why wouldn't you just break up with them? But sometimes there's like extenuating circumstances, like in this particular relation, relationship, like in the early days, um, you know, she had told me some stuff about her, you know, her past and, and things that happened to her and that. And I was like, I, I don't want to ever let this person down or I don't want to feel like I'm the one, you know, she's, she's been let down before. I just I don't want to be another person who lets her down. And then yeah. you kind of fall into that trap. But then it mm-hmm. just like became this awful, like controlling, just bad relationship. I'm talking like I go out with the lads and, and I leave my phone and I get back and there's like 44 missed calls and 37 texts, you know, like, Yeesh. yeah. Yeah, that's uh, intense. The late great Patrice. Like over a decade ago, so. Well, that's the, that's the teenager relationship. Usually right. teenager, like our early 20s, people are like, the worst uh, they could be in relationships yeah. and then they learn kind of like how, how, how ideally <laughs> not always <laughs> but um and what were you going to say the late oh Patrice- the late great patrice o'neill said something that like really changed how i viewed relationships and actually helped me in this last current situation where i was like do the right thing you like don't mess around don't waste time and he said that uh men love women so much that we'd rather we'd rather kill you than hurt you <laughs> but like what he means is like i'll lie i'll do anything i'll cheat on you i'll stay with you just so i don't have to hurt your feelings yeah like and it's like no that's such a dumb the logic makes no sense it's like no just leave just hurt them because it's so much better than killing them and that's like what the joke is supposed to be so it's like all right don't don't kill her just hurt her but it, it is true what you said, Sean, about the, I, I, I honestly cannot pronounce that word you just said, but the situations, like as in, especially if you're living in like a small town, like I know when I went, I wanted to break up with my boyfriend that I lived with, 
maybe six months before, but we had the same friends and we worked together and I knew we were going to bump into each other. And actually it was one of the push, like go factors for me to go to America. Cause I was kind of like, ah, I keep bumping into my ex and I keep sleeping with him and stuff. So, and there was other factors as well, but I think it's really hard for people actually to break up. And especially then if you live together, oh, it's just easier to yeah. just kind of coast by, like you said, Shane. Yeah. 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 I, if, yeah, I don't even remember. I, I got divorced and I can't remember how I did that. Breaking up with someone you live with is <laughs> rough. How does that even just leave? I guess just pack your stuff and go. I, and I, tell I, them. yeah, I did that. Like I know I'm probably spoke about it on this podcast, but I'm not sure if I spoke about it on another podcast, but basically my dad didn't like um my partner and kind of for good reasons. Like I'm sure he's a great lad now, but like, you know at the time he basically when I said to him I wasn't happy he goes great and we were out for uh, breakfast he drove me to the house and he goes pack your bags put them in the car and break up with them so I went upstairs packed my bags while my boyfriend at the time was asleep put him put them in the car put my cat in the car and then went up to him and said look we're breaking up I woke him up which he was very unhappy about he said this was a very bad way to break up but like in hindsight you know <laughs> anyway it would have been a bad way yeah yeah, um, yeah. So he, he wakes up he's like hello and I was like hey we're gonna break up now and I'm giving you <laughs> that was really bad <laughs> It's done. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, okay. He kind of knew it was coming anyway because it had been kind of coming for six months. I'd been like spending a lot of time in my parents' house. And then um, I said, look, you've a week because it was actually my house originally. So I was like, you've a week to to like gather your stuff. And he was like, okay. And that was it. I just, I just, yeah, that was when I came back in a week, he was gone. But we still had to work together, of course. So yeah, awkward. But Did yeah, you, I needed my father up, to to fucking drive me. Up. You packed up your stuff and just like small, small, like enough week? for a week. Yeah, yeah, and stuff oh, that I, I didn't want him to break. Just because when he would drink, he'd have a bit of a temper. Not, not like he never like would be. But you know, I could, and he probably wouldn't have done this. I was just thinking the worst hmm. case scenario that he'd be like, "Fuck this bitch." <laughs> but he probably, yeah, didn't. yeah, you know, he probably wouldn't have done that. But I was just like, it's right, only like because you were packing a small bag, it, it'd be. Funny if you were like, I'm off to the airport, like Shane. (laughs) (laughs) New York. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it is tough. Like Jesus, what's the what's the worst way either of you have broken up with someone? If you don't mind sharing it, if you can think off the top of your head. Oh, um, (laughs) I helped a friend break up once. (laughs) We were in high school, and it became a thing. This is terrible. So he's going to break up with this girl and he couldn't figure out how to do it. And she was like very clingy and very into him. So I, I had him like, they used to write love net notes to each other. This is like very like 2000. So um, damn, I'm old. So anyway, uh, he's writing her like a handwritten note. And I was like, here you go. I'll write it for you. And I wrote him this note and it was like a love letter, like a real love letter. Like, you know, my eyes drink you up like a man uh, dying of thirst in a river, like this type of shit. Shit, right and then at the end of it it was like it was like i want to tell you a story about these two monkeys and they were arguing and they hated each other and then uh they were arguing over a coconut and then uh the dad said don't argue over his coconut and he hit them both in the head with the coconut cut it in half and said you can both have a half of the coconut and then they broke up kind of like we just did and it was like really sneaky it was just like right in there right <laughs> and it was a stupid story about monkeys and it was very evil so he gave it to her and she was like is this real and he was like yes i'm it is and you they were a riddle yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'm like, yep. you gave me a reading exercise uh, which yeah. ended mm-hmm. in me being broken up with that is yes. horrible yeah it was terrible so then um we thought it was so funny 
that it worked that um we began using it in our adult lives and then so the mates as they say we, we it became like a meme and like i think the last time someone used it was a couple years ago with a girl who like he had been with for a while and he just didn't like her so he was like using the monkey story and all of us were like oh shit he's using the <laughs> monkey story and like so we have this group of friends who has been friends since high school and we've used it over the years and it's the worst way the i've never personally story. Yeah, yeah, the monkey story. One oh. of our friends was going to get divorced and he was like, should I monkey story my wife? And we were like, <laughs> do not, do not monkey story your wife, bro. <laughs> Honestly, though, it's kind of great because if someone gives you a monkey story to break up with your ear, probably like, oh, thank God I'm not with this fucker anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, just... it's, it's so mean. I, I, uh, I have a funny story about one, actually. I went... Uh, I, I came back, I was visiting my parents, so I was coming back from America, and uh, I was out to dinner with my mom and my dad, and my mom is talking about some couple that broke up, and uh, my dad said, hey, Sean, didn't you once break up with a girl because her birthday was coming up? <laughs> and then our server said, that was me. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was my ex-girlfriend serving the <laughs> And did your dad know? Was your dad being a bit of like a dick, messing about? No, she know? was just walking up to the table. He couldn't even steer. Oh my <laughs> god, that's insane! That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ! I'm trying. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, there. What about you, Katie? Are you out here breaking hearts? I'm always breaking hearts. <laughs> I yeah, I've broken up with mo- nearly like I, I've had guys like not continue to date me, but actual breakups. Uh, I've done all the breaking up. Oh, bar one guy, he broke up with me. We were I we never said we were girlfriend boyfriend, but he, he said that I was getting in the way of his uh, canoeing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Katie. he is such a lo- he was such a lovely lad, but I was like, yeah, all right. <laughs> You, oh, you couldn't wait you couldn't well, grab a paddle and jump in for two people <laughs> well, I, I mean, kayaks were the oh, most I mean, kayak, oh, okay. he was a he was like a professional kayaker and he said his coach said that he, he doesn't like what a great excuse like oh my coach says i can't have a girlfriend and i was like oh, yeah sure grand see this see this boat room for one <laughs> yeah good luck. you're out of here irish <laughs> Well, he was Irish as well. This is back when I was like 18 or 19. And then, oh, yeah, I can't really. The next lad I was seeing, I just, yeah, I I, I just was just normal breakups. Like, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to do this anymore. Such the the coach. Also a website where you book flights. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're coming full circle. the airport, baby. (laughs) (laughs) The, as a as a comic, I wish so bad we could be like, sorry, my coach told me. Like that's such a good excuse. I would never. Can you imagine be like, listen, my dick jokes they're kind of fall into the wayside. My coach says I have to go. Like, <laughs> be so my great. Dick jokes. But <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> explaining to her family his dick jokes weren't good anymore. He had to go. I understand. But I use comedy to stop seeing lads in like, you know, maybe like it's a third or fourth date and they'll be like, oh, like, can we go on a date again? And I'll be like, oh, Jesus, comedy's just picked up to, you know, and I, I would use that. And most of the time people, there was one guy who was like, but we got on so well, tell me the real reason. And I was like, ah, oh, don't make me tell you the real reason. 
but yeah i so. hate when people do the tell me the real thing i yeah, just it's like so, you're, you don't want to hear the real reason because that's i don't yeah. like your penis and that's not you there's nothing you can do all about in that. there yikes yikes <laughs> big yikes yeah the poor guy and he's my he's first my, dad, but. my first date with my current uh the girl, the girl i'm seeing now i mean we've been together four and a half years but our first date she drove me to a gig oh my god oh yeah, that's nice. Wait, keep yeah. her. <laughs> Not for her. <laughs> <laughs> I I appreciate that. I I don't know. I think that's fine. It's I, if a girl if a girl was like, hey, I have like a um, I'm a a dancer. I, I have like a thing. Um, do you want to come with me? And I would be like, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Like that's that's fine to me. Yeah. I think so too. Like one of the reasons why I really liked Boris because our first date, he came to my show. Actually, I didn't even know if it was a date or not because I would do that sometimes. I'd be like, they'll be like, "Can I come to a show?" Let's say some guy like meets me at the bar, and I'd be like, "Okay." So I'm always like, I don't know if it's just like a friend, but he came, and then he, I had my camera up to record the set, and he like held it, held the camera the whole time. He was like, "Oh, I'm just afraid someone's gonna knock it." And I was like, oh, this is so sweet. And then he came to a couple of shows afterwards. I didn't know he was going to end up being like a bit of a psycho. Yeah. But Meanwhile, he's holding your camera in your phone doing Russian spy shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's probably listening right now. <laughs> well, I mean, it does go out to the public, so. <laughs> oh, right. I meant through my phone. <laughs> I'm such an idiot. I sometimes forget. I sometimes forget that this is like a podcast and we're not just having the chats. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, I should ask a question. This, this is why James Bond is not Irish. It just forgets. It, it goes out to the public, Bond. Damn it. Uh, I know. That's what's so hard with like, do you ever notice that as comedians, like, I'll do stuff like jokes and maybe like there might be a joke about a family member or just a joke that they're like I don't want to hear and you just forget that it's not just you or that it is public to some extent like coming home and they're all talking about my jokes and all of a sudden I'm like God, yeah I forgot that I have like family oh, <laughs> I, yeah. my dad wants to see uh, my stand up uh, like all the time if I ever if, he's always like did you get a recording of this did you get a recording of that and if we're ever in the same country he, he will come to see me like I did four shows in 2018 around Ireland and he drove to all four. Oh, that's Aww. lovely. Yes. I love yeah. that. But, wow. uh, but yeah, there's times where even with that, there's times where it's like, ah, okay, I don't know if you need to hear this one, <laughs> you know? Yeah, because my dad, now he was joking. He'd probably be even annoyed that I say this now. He keeps being like, now when he says anything, because a lot of my comedy is based on stuff that he said, he'll be like, don't twist that now in your comedy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not. you said it. So that's why I need to get successful. So then he'll be like, oh, it's worth it when I buy him his house in Cork. He wants to live in Cork as well, uh, where you are, Sean. All the Longford heads want to go to Cork. But no, yeah. um, oh, what was it? Oh, yeah, he was like, oh, we were, I was talking about there was like some Irish, he was asking about some Irish lad um, in New York. And I was like, to be honest with you, I think he probably doesn't want to date me because of the podcast i was like i just have a feeling that they'd probably be a bit uncomfortable and he was like of course any nice country lad you're getting on there talking about sex and then um, <laughs> <laughs> and then i was like oh my god oh no this podcast is gonna ruin my my future love life but then it's like any story i say it's either so in the past you could never connect it to the guy or i've asked their permission and american guys don't give a fuck i'm like are you sure you're okay if i talk about your weird arse wonky ball and they're like yeah they want to they want to be honest so i'm like all right oh yeah total narcissist 
I love that in Ireland, it's like a nice country boy. And in America, our country people are just like white trash. Like what they're up to, they're watch out for them. They're up to shit. Like (laughs) the, the differences are vast. Yeah. And the nice country boys here, like they're nice because they say about two words in an hour. You know, you can't get a chance mm-hmm. to find out that they're not nice because they don't really speak. They're just like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. also, <laughs> also, most of the country is rural. So, you know, yeah, yeah, I guess we're the nice. We'd all be assholes. Yeah. Yeah. You're related <laughs> to everybody. Do you know what I mean? You're, or someone's going to know someone and they'll be like, should I fucking gobshite? So you kind of need to be everybody. Yeah. Everybody knows each other. Like it's funny. Like even now I did the doing the TikTok videos here. And this is kind of sidestepping, but I guess my sister's friend, she's in one of them. And my sister's friend, like one of them is in Mayo at her cousin, her friend. Sorry. Sorry. I'm saying this wrong. Her friend's cousin in Mayo saw it and was like messaging her. And that's how small it is. Do you know, like you're like, Jesus, where you forget in New York, it's just, you're just one of them. Even like, even, even with like the, and we are getting off topic, but with, with the like masks and stuff, you know, the way you see all these videos of Americans going crazy and like supermarkets and stuff. But then in Ireland, any story is just someone walks in without a mask and someone goes, Hey, you don't have your mask. And they go, Oh, just I forgot about that. Still in my pocket, and then they put it on. Yeah. It's because it's such a small country that you're just you'd be embarrassed. You you wouldn't want to embarrass your family by being stupid, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can go to Walmart and and like pull my penis out and start screaming <laughs> about the government tracking me, and then no one will know later yeah. who I am or what I'm up to. In I Ireland, go home to my my family, and they're like, "What did you? Did you have a good day?" And I was like, "Pretty big day." Then what'd you do? Not much. And then it just goes straight <laughs> to my room and no one will be the wiser. I would be willing to bet that if you were one of those, if in Ireland, if you became one of those people who decided to blow up in a grocery store over wearing a mask, you'd be on the six o'clock news that evening. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. I've been watching the news and stuff that's going on in the news there that would never like, yeah, that wouldn't come on. Because even like I saw some stuff blow up on Twitter about the so just for the American listeners, uh, for you even Shane, there's a bar here. They had a, a boozy brunch and so there was a lot of the video is basically people drinking and the bartender pouring in shots to everybody's mouth. And that's like, you're not meant to do that right now with COVID, obviously. And yeah. but it was, you know, it's really, that's a yeah, this is a, it's a really bit dumb now, to be honest. But so anyway, it was all over Twitter. But and then when I saw it on the news, I was kind of shocked because like in uh, Queens, you know, we'll see this shit like of people doing this every single day It'd be on Twitter, but it would never make the news because, you know, I guess people are like shooting each other in the face and stuff over there. So that's kind of, it's just, yeah. 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 It was all <laughs> over the news. Yeah. We know. <laughs> you, you can't talk about the bartender point. I mean, I'm in Astoria. There's bartenders doing that here. So it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and like, but- if you're looking at it going, cause you could see people's faces and I was mortified for them. Cause I was I'm even worried because like, I know they've done a wrong thing, but I'm like, Oh, you can see their face like someone's gonna know uh, you know because Ireland's so small they're gonna know who that person is and when you just be like oh fuck and even but even the person who recorded it I was like who's fucking recording that you know so even that person will get yeah yeah Yeah, it's wild whereas here in the United States if someone's they're they're like hey Kyle was on the news and you're like (laughs) did they shoot him in the face and they're like no and you're like I don't care (laughs) (laughs) there's not you know if if he didn't get shot in the face I don't want to hear about it I know it wasn't for an achievement. <laughs> yeah, he didn't do anything cool. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. So even like my dad was like, just because Ireland's so small, he'd be like, oh, they'd probably be worried. You'd get on and say a story about them. And all you'd have to say is like, 
they, you know, I, I, if I ever dated an Irish guy, I would, I'd write them a contract before and mm-hmm. give it to them and then say like, look, I promise I will never talk about you because they would just, even if you didn't say their name, they would know who it is. You know, even I've mentioned like an yeah. ex-boyfriend before and you know, you'd be thinking, oh, it's not that bad. But then like friends have been like, which one is that? And they've named like the four boyfriends oh. I've had. And I've been like, yeah. do you think an Irish woman would not want to date me because I'm online and stuff? I don't think, and I also think as well, I'm sure there's loads of Irish lads that don't have that. But I mean, if they have an issue with it, I would promise them, like I would give it a written thing so that they could have a peace of mind. But there's people, uh, there is a lot of people who don't give a fuck either. Yeah, like I. It's, it's kind of different, but I do, like, I talk about relationships and stuff on stage. I talk about, you know, the shitty, the, the, the worst of them. The, I joke about domestic violence too, but that's just <laughs> place for that. <laughs> I will say, in my defense, my whole argument is just that it's not funny. But if you're in a loving relationship with someone, making jokes about domestic violence is hilarious. Wait, so wait, sorry. I think I missed a part of what you said. You make jokes about domestic violence as in you pretend that your girlfriend beats you? No, no. As no. in like, I, like I talk, I'm just saying I talk about all that on stage. Like I talk about, you yeah. know, exes and the worst things in relationships, the worst things that happen. But I'm saying I, I, Talk about how I I believe if you're if you're in a loving relationship where you're obviously not hitting them that joking about domestic violence is very funny. Mm. You know, like <laughs> it is very measured. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, Katie, right? Let me ask you this: You're in a relationship with someone, okay? It's a very loving relationship. You have yeah. no problems at all. Uh, do you think it's okay for for you guys to make jokes over and back, like about domestic violence? Like, like if he if he's joking and being like, uh, if yeah. he's like, yeah, yeah, if get he's like, and get me a fucking, oh you know? yeah, 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 that's fine, that's fine. That's yeah, yeah. Was oh, I didn't know where you were going, and I was afraid how to answer because I was like, all the girls listening will be like, no, Katie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At first, at first, I thought you were saying, yeah, we talk. I talk about relationships, you know, like the worst things, you know, like how when I used to be a domestic <laughs> abuser. Anyway, I was like, damn. I, I know. I'm glad we're clearing oh. this all up. That was a little confusing. And yeah. Sean's like, well, I've, only, I've only been in. I, I've only been in one relationship where I, I was that first relationship I told you about. She used to beat the shit out of me. Yeah, that's uh, really and that's really hard as well, especially for a young lad because. Because of course you you can't hit back, so, and yeah. so you, can, you don't really have any. And then if you even grazed, you'd be in a big trouble. So that that can, that's really tough. Yeah. I've seen I've seen that before as well. I was in one of those yeah. when I was young as well. Mm. Yeah, it sucks. It's and at the time it's almost funny. It's so absurd that you don't understand like how bad it is. Yeah, right. and then as I got older, I was like, this has done like serious damage to my life. Damn, it's it's, it's a strange. One. I remember even like I like one time at a house party and I'm just hanging around and, and, you know, I'm chatting, I'm chatting to some other girl who we were both friends with me and my girlfriend were both friends with. And, uh, she just saw us chatting and just was drunk and just started like fucking wailing down punches on me. And I'm just there like covering up in the middle, of, like people around, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. So thankfully, uh, thankfully the new missus doesn't beat me. Yes. And it's a, <laughs> it's a really good thing to talk about because, um, that is another side that isn't spoken to about a lot of men getting beaten up by women because it is like I remember seeing um a friend a long time ago, but I came out and she was scratching her boyfriend's face 
but like oh, I, yeah. I just said it to her afterwards because she's such a lovely person and I was like well what the fuck was that about like if he were scratching your face and she was like yeah I just lost my temper and I was like yeah but he can't you know it doesn't yeah. matter if he's stronger or whatever like right. yeah scratches on the face and I've heard other stories as well and it's and then it's hard for the guy because you know look it is the what's that word demasculating Emas- emasculating emasculating and it's not like saying that if you're not masculine that's a bad thing or whatever but it can be you you know you, or anybody you just don't want to feel like a a, a victim like, i think you know. i think the pro i think for me anyway and i was only like 18 at the time but i think the problem is you just you're just kind of trained to go ah oh, well i'm i'm just meant to i'm just meant to be able to take this so you know yeah. yep. to be fair it wasn't something that like it, it wasn't like it was something that was happening regularly but the fact that it's happening at all you're just kind of like what so you're just covering up you know you can't hit them back and then the worst part was it i remember at one point like she's just she one time she was just like swinging at me and i just like put my hand out to shove her away and then she started telling people i hit her oh yeah oh it's the worst that yeah. is really hard it is yeah. and that's the thing as well like yeah you have to have patience because if you had have hit back yeah yeah that's oof I don't know but I'm glad you didn't hear yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and I'm glad you got, why, I'm glad why'd you, got you wink right there <laughs> no 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 I'm kidding I'm kidding <laughs> and what about you Shane so you said you experienced that kind of like that violence in a relationship I did. I dated someone when I was young and she, um, it was like my first like try to serious relationship. And of course it wasn't yeah, good. Same. And it wasn't even like really looking back, you're like, Oh, it wasn't even that serious. But in my mind at the time I was like, I'm going to marry this girl. Like, I don't know, whatever you think when you're 19. You, yeah. And, um, she used to like hit me all the time and like throw things at me and like yeah. demean me and scream at me. And I just like, firstly, it's embarrassing. You're not going to go tell the homies like, yo guys, my girl, punch me to wake me up the other day because she was mad like should i do something about this and they're just like don't be a baby you know like you're embarrassed and so um i just never i just like let it ride i just kind of was like yeah it's whatever it's kind of annoying you know and she didn't seriously injure me all but one time i mean she hurt me all the time but she didn't like in one time she injured me and i was like oh this is bad um but eventually she thank god she accidentally um she was hitting me and stuff and my friends were there at the time usually she waited till no one was around and my friends were like yeah get this bitch out of the house and you know it got turned into this big thing and everyone kicked her out like they literally like threw her out like a like a scene in a western like you know when a guy gets kicked out of a bar yeah 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 (laughs) they like pushed her out of the house and like threw her stuff and we're just like get out of here you can't just like be because she was like whipping me with a phone cord and like it was crazy anyway she called the police and was like at the time i you know i was like a not a reputable person anyway and then i look the way i do and all my friends are sketchy and she's just like all you white trash kids are going to prison blah 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 the cops show up and we're like all ready to go like i guess we go to jail now and then um what had happened was she told the cops the story she's from spain so she didn't understand how the law in the United States works. So she was like, 
listen, I went into my boyfriend's phone while he was playing video games with his friends. And I saw that a woman had left him a voicemail. So I went in and I started punching him and whipping him with a phone cord. And then his friends threw me out, arrest them. And the police were like, hmm. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So she like admitted to the crime, you know, and they were like, explain it to us one more time because your accent and then she said it again and they were just like all right and they arrested her on the spot so when they came to my house they were like hey we're not here to arrest you we're actually very sorry like here's a card don't date her anymore she's crazy clearly and it was a whole thing but yeah it was a wild experience for me you know you know a relationship's over when the cops tell you to break up with her (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah, I'm just glad that I'm just lucky that she was. Uh, and you know what's so funny is that earlier I started the podcast with being like, I got to date a non-American, and then the one person who beat me was not American. So I was just thinking this. I was like, oh, and he said he loves foreign women, but okay, not from Spain, <laughs> anywhere else. Do you know, and those little forms of abuse are like, you know, parents do that as well, like throwing plates, but like it not hitting you, like it's. All of that stuff is fucking awful. Yeah, yeah, it's no good. None of it. If someone touches you or makes you feel uncomfortable, write them the monkey story and get out. Monkey story, yeah, and fucking get mm, yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. But it's hard then because you're like what, like the, what both of you just did there. And there's women in the similar situations as well where it's like not like, well, I'll ask you about the actual injury in a second, but where it's not like an actual injury. So you're just like, ah, it's not that bad. So you kind of just go yeah. with it. But you have, when you start going, eh, you need to get out. <laughs> yeah. There's also a certain amount of like that if it happens and then you don't tell anyone and you wait too long and now it's embarrassing or there's so many things. Uh, my yeah. advice, if anyone's in that situation, don't be embarrassed. It doesn't matter how long it's been. Escape immediately. Yeah, well, I I probably did mention this on the podcast as well before, but I might not have because I was dating an alcoholic and he would get when he was drunk, he would get really violent during sex. But I said to him, I didn't I didn't like it. Like he would pull my and in front of few people, he like pull my hair to like kiss me, but I wouldn't want to. So and it was really hurt. And I had said I didn't like it. But then what he would do during sex is he would punch me really, really hard with a closed fist, but in the arse. So when I would tell people that they would kind of laugh because it is a kind of funny place to punch me but he would do it all the time so I was always like I guess it's funny but I've asked him I don't like it and it hurts and then eventually one of my friends was like this is fucking abuse what are you doing and I was like oh, yeah okay. but it's, I'm gonna you know, need it's to know who he is and where he lives after this by the oh, way oh well he's he was he's actually uh he's actually from nobody would be able to make any connection because he didn't have any Instagram or whatever uh, but he actually was from Ireland but we met in America um, oh, I'm not above hurting but he's, a No, he's been back. He's been back because uh, <laughs> I went to a pub and someone was like, someone knew him. I don't know how we'd made the connection. And I was like, I didn't say no, I dated him. Um, and I was like, oh, what's he up to now? And he was kind of alluded to that maybe he'd been deported. So Excellent. I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. He probably fought Sometimes the, wrong the system works. <laughs> yeah so and come here to me what was the serious injury if you don't mind me asking me yeah oh i was stabbed she fucking stopped oh my god i got so high pitched i'm so sorry (laughs) yeah she stabbed me i'm sorry you didn't break up with her until the after that the cops you stayed with her after the stabbing Uh, no we i didn't break up with her after the cop thing okay you broke up with her when she stopped Uh, (laughs) yeah incorrect incorrect on my part my internet timed out there for a second, so you just told a story about getting stabbed, I gather, and I didn't react at all. 
Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the woman I dated as a young man that used to hit me, she stabbed me eventually. Oh, How did she wow. stab you? Wait, what? What are you? Do you have a scar? It was like a can, kitchen can... knife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do oh have a scar. God. Wow. A kitchen knife. Yeah, You're yeah. So to be alive, this woman is. is she I mean, I've been, I've been stabbed several times. What so a life! Yeah, R- rural America is very different to rural Ireland. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's by the way. That is so funny that you like the way the internet cut out. Like <laughs> you finished the story. I then the internet comes back. I see Katie reacting, just going, "Holy shit, you got stabbed!" And then I just like it was too late. Like so I just like stone faced looked at you as you told a story about a stabbing. I did. You were frozen. Well, how amazing would it be if that happened? But it wasn't a story. And then just a man stood up in frame on the Zoom call. You're like, "Oh, he's being stabbed." I understand. <laughs> Um, you were like, whoa, this Irish guy is hard to impress. <laughs> He's like, what I get stabbed all the time. Tell me something new. Uh, I, I've heard That's of it. <laughs> I've, I've heard of Irish toughness, but this is ridiculous. Yeah, um, well, I, yeah so- she went to stab me and I like went to like block and she like stabbed me in the arm and I had to go get stitches and everything. Um, I am shocked. Actually, at the time, I don't think I had health insurance. I think I went to my friends and we used dental floss and super glue to pull my arm together. This is like movie uh, stuff. I can't believe this. Yeah, I've sewn myself up a few times and then lots of super glue. Uh, yeah, anyway, it was very bad. That was when I was like, okay, I can't date this person anymore. But I dated her after the police thing like an idiot. And then that's, of course, like, you know, it it quintuples the, like, embarrassment factor. Oh, like, I know. I, I stayed with her. Ugh. It's like that saying my dad would always be like, oh, you should break up with them because fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And I'm always fool me twice. I always learn my lesson the hard way. That would yeah. seem like a good time to get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My friends, well, I mean, here's the thing. It's kind of like, have you ever gotten into an argument with someone who wasn't even that bad and then you tell all your friends you you, you shit talk to make yourself feel better, yeah. but then you're like, oh no, I, I've kind of ruined it. <laughs> they didn't deserve everything I said, but now I've said all these bad things to my friends and it's sort of weird if I fix this and bring them around. Right. No, it's really so hard. It's uncomfortable for the friends too, because you're like, yeah. I said all these horrible names, and now you're getting married." <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I've been kind of in that situation, but this was the good version of that. Like she yeah. stabbed me, and I went to my friends and was like, "Yo, I've been stabbed," and they were like, "Who did this to you? We'll <laughs> let's figure this out." And I was like, "No, no, no, it was a woman." <laughs> they were like, "What?" And then it, I was just like, "Yes, I'm still dating her." She stabbed me in her kitchen. We were arguing about like chicken or something and they were just like you can't go back like you're yeah. done dude it's so embarrassing. and i was just like you're right and i i just stopped i just stopped going yeah yeah and that actually that's it probably explains why your most recent breakup was so hard because it seems like you've had really traumatic relationships that when you date when you date a nice person then you're like oh i don't i want to keep you yep yeah i i mean literally everyone i've ever dated has horrifically maimed me in some way fuck (laughs) which is i told my therapist this is i don't mean to bum you guys out this is gonna be a bummer i just want to prepare you for how much of a bummer this is gonna be okay i have a therapist this year or i've had a therapist for the last two years i'm telling her about my romantic history we finally get to that point in my life i told her about my childhood and everything she 
in terms of my romantic history, she goes, Shane, this isn't about you. You are certifiably unlucky. I'm telling you, you're literally just getting unlucky. Anyway, she passed away. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my God, Shane, only, you need to get off oh, this call. You're bad luck. <laughs> only to further prove her point. Really <laughs> drove it home by dying. Hang so. on a second. My house is on fire. <laughs> Shane, yeah. no, Sean's girlfriend comes in and stabs him. <laughs> Boris comes up behind me. <laughs> yeah so I, i'm sorry now so you've been maimed a few times by like so mm. other women what well hold on let's just include sean in this sean have you been maimed by any women no no you weren't used to hit me but that's about it yeah but still fucking i'm sorry i've never i've I, i've had been pushed and punched and stuff like that in the arse and stuff but i've never had someone stab i had a guy stab himself for me which you never oh. want either but that was more <laughs> no. of a nation tactic um no. But yeah, that might, that, that's probably worse. I agree. Yeah. yeah, because I was breaking up with him. This is like first love sort of stuff. Mm. And uh, yeah, he was he in front of like people like, outside a house party. He stabbed himself. But like he was grand, Where? you know, in his stomach. Yeah, but it wasn't he didn't oh. go in that far. It left a scar like, but it was a small knife. But it was just no like, good. yeah, oh. but again, young, dramatic fucking Romeo and Juliet shit, you know. Um, and so what other women maimed you like was the knife the worst or yeah 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 I mean a lot of it's just like emotional you know like yeah, yeah, the same. girl I loved like stole thousands of dollars from me and like you know and, and tried to ruin my life but so things like this <laughs> just very unlucky as my therapist said just this isn't a reflection of you you're just very unlucky you've just chosen poorly well, also as well, because I know about your childhood and I have a similar, not similar, but I mean like where you have like a weird kind of childhood, it can mm -hmm. really affect, I've read so much about this, but it affects who you choose in the future because if you've grown up with kind of crazy, you're used to that. That's what you know, or if you've grown up with. So a lot of time people kind of grow up with what they saw as kids. It's kind of hard to break that. Uh, that Like Sean, you probably came from a really nice household. I just imagine since you talked about your parents, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're isolating so you don't give them COVID. Like, that sounds lovely. No, they're the best. They're great. You know, I did just think of a story. There was a girl that I used to date who, uh, or, sorry, I didn't used to date. We never dated. She would tell people that we were dating uh, and uh, she faked cancer. <gasps> Whoa! Yeah, for 11 months. Well, how did you prove? How did you find out? Uh, so this is crazy. We never dated. We were we were friends. We worked together, and um, but she was always she like I could. We were like almost basically best friends, but she wanted to be in a relationship with me, and I, I just never saw her like that. Never wanted to be in a relationship, and she would always be like very eccentric with her stories and whatever. And you just kind of go, oh, yeah, that's that's just the way she is, you know. And I, you know. Looking back, she told me so many lies over the mm. years. Like the whole time we knew each other, uh, she told me that she was born in New Jersey and moved to Orlando when she was like 16. And uh, I found out later that she was born in Houston, Texas and moved there when she was nine months old, which uh, moved to Orlando when she was nine months old, which doesn't seem that weird. But the entire two and a half years I knew her, she had a fake New Jersey accent oh wow is, that's why that's a very specific hard accent to like do this is the thing is the lies would be like some of them would be like crazy and some of them would just be like little things but there were like thousands of them so yeah she faked cancer uh shaved her head 
yeah. And then, like, a bunch of us got together, like, people like that I was friends with, and they all knew her, and there was, like, we were, like, it just got to a point, a breaking point, where a lot of weird shit, it was, like, unraveling, you know? Yeah. Uh, like, her car was broken into, and the rent money was stolen, but we found out it wasn't, that that she left her keys in there, and the roommate had helped her break, you know? It was just, like, all this weird stuff. And then, yeah, eventually, so, like, there's this group chat with a bunch of us, and we found out, we're like, oh, no, because she had, she had told someone that I had gone to chemo with her, and she told someone else, or me, that someone else had got, and it was like this web of it, right? So eventually, uh, I knew her the best, so I said I'd, I'd talk to her. So she came into my work, the restaurant that I worked at at the time. It was dead. And um, I basically like, confronted her about all the lies and stuff, and she was like, oh, well, you don't believe I have cancer? And I was, I was like, oh. Uh, I said... <laughs> And, and here's what I did. I said, okay, look, I'll tell you what. She had created this, like, weird, like, make-a-wish, like, reverse make-a-wish thing, which is basically, like, all of my friends get to pick one thing to do with me before I die, right? Jeez. So, so I said, okay, that thing you said, I want to go to chemo with you. And she goes, yeah, yeah, okay, no problem. I, I, I was like, yeah, all right, I'm there. She goes, is that 5 a.m., though? I go, yeah, that's fine. Like, thinking I wouldn't get up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She so, defeated you with the morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My like, she has cancer. She has cancer. <laughs> Fuck it. That's all the proof I need. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, um, we just looked it up. I said it to the group. We looked it up. And chemo doesn't start there till 9 a.m. But it didn't matter because that night she uh, she baker acted herself. She, like, checked herself into a, a mental ah. There you go. That's for the Irish listeners. The idea of f- making a fake identity and then having it be a New Jersey accent would be like if someone moved into your small Irish village and they were like, I'm a fancy European from Europe. And you were like, oh, that's kind of sexy. And then you were like, what kind of European are you? And they go, I have Borat accent. I'm from, <laughs> from Borat land. And you're like, why the fuck did you pick that one? Like no one in the United States likes the New Jersey accent. It's universally reviled yeah. it would just be like i'm from europe i'm the sexy man you're, and like, you're, no. and you're saying it you're saying it as your mustache is fall peeling off <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like what why did you pick that one be anything yeah. else yeah. <laughs> so yeah. funny oh that, uh, that was so much crazy stuff on her she made up a sister uh that she hated uh like she, she doesn't had, even like her own fake sister. Damn. Like she hate. I'm like, there's enough real people to hate. She had a made up sister, but a made up husband, and seven made up kids. Yeah. <sighs> Where wow. were the kids? How do you how do you prove invisible kids? That's I don't understand. The sister, the person never existed. She just. Oh, the sister had kids. Sorry. No, no, no. So this person that I knew made up a sister and would bitch about her all the time, and the sister never existed. But what about Did you she... said she made up seven kids? Yeah, so she was like, she made up a, she basically made up a sister and a whole family. Oh right, yeah, right. she made, she made her fake sister give birth to seven fake kids, <laughs> which awful. is ridiculous. Seven times. <laughs> yeah, she used to refer to her fake sister as a, I don't know if I can, this feels weird even saying it, but a cum receptacle. <laughs> <laughs> but this woman, this woman shouldn't. She should just write books or something. It sounds yeah. like. It. Yeah, dude. Also, I, how dare she? Her fake sister's doing better than she's ever done. She's happily married. She has seven kids. She's doing great. I want to know more about her fake sister, honestly. Yeah, 
This I would bitch. say, I because what put that in my head was Shane. You mentioned about like stealing a bunch of money from me. I yeah. uh, I loaned her like four grand for fake chemo, but she paid oh. me all back. Oh, okay. Thank goodness. Yeah. Jeez Louise. She paid you back when she knew she was getting found out or before? After she was long found out. Oh. And was so she was a she... comic? No. And she, oh. was in the, she was in the mental home then at that stage. Is that what it's called? Um, rehabilitation home? She was only there for a weekend. She was back out and living her life and just paying me back gradually. And she was just never explained why she did that? She sent me a message, but I didn't. I was just like, ah, it's, it's done. It's whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. we just kind of... I just kind of told, like, I was crazy curious because all, all the stuff that she made up and everything, you know, I was like, who is this person I thought I knew for two and a half years? But, yeah, she made up a bunch of stuff and, you know, a bunch of lies and whatever. But, yeah, look, I just kind of, I just kind of, I'm just at peace with it. There was a while where I was, like, very wary about people, though. Like, I, I was, I was like, questioning every, everyone's story, you know, no matter what they tell me. I'm like, yeah, but is that true? you know but, yeah. Uh, yeah that would do that that's what it is abusive like what she did is she abused multiple people emotionally because yeah, yeah you start to you know your your trust in people becomes very tethered yeah. wait so she checked herself into which is something i would never hear of here and then shane you said you have a therapist and well she's passed away i'm presuming you've gotten another one since sean have you no. ever oh yeah well working on it though okay good good see <laughs> yeah. And Sean, have you ever gone to therapy? No, um, once technically, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't count it. It was just uh, when I was in college, uh, a roommate uh, tried to kill herself and, uh, you know, cutting herself in front of me. And they were like, hey, you should, when we eventually found her or whatever, you know, they, they took her away and they were like, it was, it went through most of the night and they were like, you should probably see someone for a chat. And uh, yeah, so I just stopped by an office, had a quick chat, and that was it. You kind I of you were, I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to make light of it, but I thought you were going to be like, she was cutting on herself. And anyway, that was very therapeutic for me. So that was kind <laughs> of therapy. <laughs> uh, yeah, they just said, here, go talk to someone. You've had a long night or whatever. Did, I don't did, know. Did, I you, did you find it helpful? I, sure. I mean, yeah, it was, uh, uh, but... Yeah, it was just it was just a one time thing where they were just like, "Yeah, go see someone. You've you've been through a lot tonight," and that was it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, I'm I'm uh, I'm all for self improvement, but uh, I don't know. I just don't ever think I've ever been in a situation where I really needed a therapist. You know? Yeah, because that's something like like even with your friend who lied and stuff and checking herself straight into therapy, which is great uh, yeah. to do that. And then what you saying, you but like it's definitely more of an American thing I've noticed where like just friends who are just like going through a breakup will start going to therapy or something like that it's definitely right. more accessible in america yeah. and if yeah. you found- I, don't know, I just never i just never felt i'm a pretty happy guy i never really felt like you know yeah. Yeah. when that happened i was like well sure lesson learned <laughs> <laughs> and what about you shane you found it very helpful yeah i mean i i think um i think i'm a very like a a happy person i'm a i like so i have severe depression but that's like a medical condition but like i think the undercurrent of my personality like i'm a very generally like jovial happy person i enjoy my time and stuff like i get depressed but i'm i think i'm happy and depressed those are not two mutually exclusive things but therapy for me hasn't had anything to do with my depression i mean that can't help my depression is medical. It's so medical. It's brutal. I've actually got it under control this year with medication. But um, 
therapy right. has been good just for being like self-reflective. Honestly, a huge part of me going to therapy was like, I'm in, you know, I'm 33 and I was like, I kind of never cared about my relationships before. And then I fell in love and, and I wanted to be with her. I was like, I want to make this work. And then it didn't happen. And then I was like, Hmm, well now that I know, like I want to be in a relationship with someone and like actually try to like fall in love and get married. I was like, maybe I should be more self-reflective and then maybe a therapist can help me be a better partner before I'm even a partner, right? So yeah. I was like, I should do the self-improvement now so that by the time it happens, I'm not... Because I have very little experience being a good partner because all the relationships I've been in have been so unhealthy, so unorthodox, so weird. So like, I was like, how do you just be a regular... How do you be like a boyfriend who doesn't like you know, deal with all the crazy shit I deal with or get yelled at or, you know, who dances around all these horrible things. So um, I think therapy has been good for that. I think I'm ready. I'm ready. I love no. that. No, that's great. I'm just like training, man. Just putting the training in, putting the hours in in the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Mental training that I haven't gone to therapy yet, but I'll have to at some stage. And I always feel like before I end up in a successful relationship, it'll, it won't happen until I go to therapy, but it's like a massage for your brain. You know, you yeah. go for yeah. a massage for your back. It's also, have you ever meditated? Either of you? Um, yeah. I find that hard to, because I'm all like, my, I've a million thoughts at once and I don't like being aware. Like clear your head uh i don't know i have found it like you know if you're like when they're when they put it on in the background like i've tried the cam app and they're like now feel your arms i'm like fuck i can feel my arms you know i'm just like oh. <laughs> that's okay though oh, i don't like it i don't like being I'd be a lot aware. more scared if i couldn't feel my arms <laughs> i'm just really aware of it and then i'm like yeah i used to even like as a kid i would hate like if my jeans weren't fully up in a certain way like i have a weird i don't know i need therapy i'm a weirdo um, but you know, when you say now, this is coming from me being ignorant and just not knowing about, sure. and I'm, I'm just wondering, maybe the listeners will feel the same, but you said that the depression is medical. So that means mm. that it was like a, an imbalance in your brain sort of. Oh no. Yeah. So there's a different, like, um, uh, when I got broke up, I was sad. Yeah. Uh, and the people confuse sadness and depression. Sadness can like roll over in depression. Depression is like a sort of like crushing sense of malaise, a sort of like overall. Have you ever like gone to Disneyland and you're just buzzing? You're just like, today's, I feel good. Today's a great day. Like, or you have a day where you're excited and there's sort of like air of happiness and just like jumpiness to everything you do. That's the antithesis of depression. Whereas depression, you wake up and for no reason, there's just like sense of doom. Yeah, have you ever, when you were a kid, did you ever get called to the principal's office in school? And you're yeah. like, fuck. Yeah. yeah. It feels like that for no reason all the time. Okay. And it's just a sort of sense of this doom uh, that you, you can't control. And it's sort of like, it, it, it's exhausting and it makes you physically tired and, and it does make you sad, but it makes you feel so many other things. And so, um, therapy can help you manage your life and make your life better, which can help with depression because the better you are at handling life, the better you can manage how you feel. But, um, yeah, my depression is so from like a very medical standpoint. Like, I mean, for instance, I 
the day I, uh, my special came out and like, they were like, Hey, just so you know, like a million people watched this in a week. And it was like the biggest moment of my whole life. Like my career happened. It's this huge thing. And, um, and I like cried because I couldn't feel happy about it because my depression was like so overwhelming to it like it was stopping me from enjoying the other stuff so that it like you know it had nothing to do with anything i should have been happy there's no reason to be sad and then it's like a weird feedback loop so um yeah the depression is just like this horrific medical issue it's it's like a toothache in your heart <laughs> but who, who do you who do you go to then like so if you go to a therapist for feelings like and if you're feeling that sort of feeling who would you recommend is it like a psychologist or yeah. So your therapist can help you with depression. Therapy can help with depression. Meditation can help. Anything that makes your life better overall can help you because you're learning to manage feelings. And many feelings are you don't get to choose if you have them, right? Yeah. So that's depression. Like if you ever just liked someone and you're like, I don't want to like this person. <laughs> You know, or alternatively, there's someone you want to like and you can't make it happen. Yeah, that's like depression. It's like a lot of feelings that you have no control over. And right. so learning to manage feeling things you don't want is a skill in and of itself. And so if you get that skill up, living with depression is easier. So therapy can help. But your therapist may be like, hey, you should ch go to a doctor and, and maybe try avenues of medication. Um, I'm a sober person, so this is about to sound crazy, but if you're a very depressed person, I don't know, try mushrooms. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just throwing it out there. A bunch of my <laughs> a bunch of doctors here have been doing that, uh, subscribing those to like or VA doctors and subscribing them to former soldiers and things. And as a person who deals with like really bad depression, I'm just saying try it. Yeah, at least microdose. Give it a go. There you go. I would, yeah. I'd say that I had a friend who was microdosing and he came into me one of the days and he was like, oh, okay, microdose is fucking great. And I was like, no, 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 I have no interest. It's not for me. And he was like, it's great though. You're not high. And then he looks at me, he goes, where the fuck's my jacket? Where's my jacket? Did she rip up my jacket? And I was like, it's on you. <laughs> yeah, he's doing a little too much. He's doing a little too much. And then he was much. like, ooh, okay. But yeah. I, I've, only, I've only done salvia. That was the only hallucinogenic i've ever done it was legal at the time in ireland but i had such a fucking hacky stupid trip that i was just like that's me done with any form i just plus mm. as well i'd be nervous the other side of it that if i have any sort of issues locked up there because i'm sure there's stuff because i have um I, I i suffer from like i suffer but i have nightmares really bad nightmares like uh, and night terrors so i already know my brain's a bit fucked up i don't need that coming out in the real world so any sort of i'm not yeah. Yeah, I think you have to make sure, like you said, maybe micro and make sure it's right for you and you're in a safe environment, but it could have a very bad effect on someone who's... It's, All it's right, I don't want to leave you hanging. I've had panic attacks. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Those are terrible. They're terrifying. How, They're when did that happen to you? When you moved to America first? Or? Yeah, I've had four of them. Gee, that's yeah. a lot. Yeah, one of them was five hours. Oh, yeah, that was the panic attacks are so bad that when other people tell me they've had panic attacks, I'm skeptical. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've only had one for like ten minutes, but now that you're saying five hours, I'm like maybe I was just maybe that's most of them. It was probably it was over four hours. Yeah, one of them. The others were all like, okay, so the first one 
was horrendous because you don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Like, and that, but that lasted about like, the first three all lasted probably about a half hour, like 25 mm-hmm. minutes to 45 minutes, somewhere out there. And the first one was, was terrible because you don't know what's happening. Then the second and third one I had, even though they were both awful, I was able to like try to talk myself down and go, it's okay, this always passes. It eventually passes, you're going to be okay, you know. But then the fourth one, once I hit that like two and a half hour mark, I just <laughs> broke down. I was Damn. like, what if I was honest to God, I my my roommates called the doctor. I went to the hospital and um and and the doctors asked me questions and he goes, Have you had any thoughts about like harming yourself or other people? And I was like, Oh, you know, I could never harm someone else. But and this is what I said, I said, but if I thought my brain wouldn't go back to normal then yeah, I've thought about hurting myself. Yeah. You know? oh, yeah, that's wild. Because you think like, but honestly, it gives you so, like it's given me so much empathy because I even like, even when I see people on the street now or you see someone who looks like they're having a bad day or you see someone who, maybe someone homeless or someone just going through something, like you don't know what's going on with them. And, and mm-hmm. like what I felt, what I was going through when that was happening, especially long when I was like, oh wow, I would not, wish this on anyone this is the scariest thing i've ever had happen to me you know yeah what what triggers what triggers them for you so one thing that was definitely a factor for me was like like alcohol and like dehydration if i'd like drink a couple of days in a row and then like i wasn't drinking a lot of water or eating properly it could just happen and it was just like a switch you just go from normal to you're in it now yeah, think, but they can say that I guess like yeah dehydration and especially then if you're also drinking a lot you know it's like del- you get delirious maybe to a certain yeah. extent and yeah. was it like the walls closing in that type of panic attack it was all of the worst thoughts in the world just constantly running through your head oh. and you can't switch them off that's awful horrible yeah, experience it was, just, it was just like AIDS cancer death you know just yeah. like it was yeah it was horrific I couldn't and you just I, it's so hard to describe. You just feel different. Like you, it's mm-hmm. like just a switch goes off in your head and there's nothing you can do about it. But thankfully the last one, I haven't had one of those since I lived in Orlando. So I probably haven't had a panic attack in like four years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, I, I got three in America. One I got in Ireland the morning of my sister's wedding. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which I was really nervous around. I didn't even know if I was going to be able to make it home for it. So I was like a big, occasion of joy for me that I was going to get back to Ireland for my sister's wedding and I wake up that morning and and just out of nowhere panic attack hits and I like I was so like I had to pull my mother aside my mother's the best she's an amazing woman I had to like pull her aside because I didn't want my sister to find out because I didn't uh, god forbid yeah. any I, I do anything that takes away from her day in any yeah. way yeah. So I just, like, and you know what my mother told me to do and it actually kind of helped she said, take off your shoes and go around and walk around, walk barefoot in the grass outside. Oh, because you're oh, getting urged, nice. right? Yeah. yeah. That's and, amazing. Fair play to your mum. And it actually did help calm me down because that's a thing that I used to be very bad at traveling. Um, when I was younger, I used to be very bad at going on like long distance car rides. I used to always feel sick. Yeah. And that was the only other time you could say I saw a therapist. I saw a guy who's good with like healing and that sort of thing mm. or like... Um, and he said that I should do that. I should take off my shoes and socks and walk around the grass and it makes you feel like grounded. And I did it with a panic attack and it actually helped. And it was probably because you were traveling and the stress of getting back and stuff yeah. was probably a huge. Yeah. 
But yeah, Jesus. I'm going to actually read out the, the screenshot now for you guys then. Um, let me find this. But because it's a similar thing where a woman, she's been talking to a guy who says that he has depression. But I'll get mm. Okay, so basically this woman has already messaged me in about how uh, she'd gotten out of a serious relationship the guy cheated on her and then she's just back um pandemic dating let's say online dating and she was like Mm. you know how long do you talk to them before if you're not going to meet up with them and then I said oh I'll bring that up this week and she goes actually it's progressed so um I've matched with this guy a couple of counties apart so there's quite a distance I suggested a FaceTime he said yeah okay but will get back to me with times and then ended up telling me some deep stuff about something happening in his personal life and not coping well and being depressed recently. So I cooled it, but have still been texting him back just to make sure he's okay and all. He is sound and interesting to text. And now it's been a month, capital letters for month. I slagged him about the FaceTime date again recently. And he said, yeah, but brushed it off again. Like, I don't want to be mean and pressure him with everything that's going on. But Jesus, I don't have a month to be texting someone I'm never going to meet. It's just, when do you call it? I feel like this is a very Irish problem. Um, Hmm. Do you um, feel like it's an Irish problem, you two? Oh, she Is said, of not wanting to hurt someone's feelings and being polite. Oh, so, I sorry, thought you were talking about his shyness. No, 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 sorry. I, the, the screenshot didn't catch the whole thing. Um, But yeah, so basically she hasn't actually, the, all she knows from him is from the Tinder. So he won't do the FaceTime and he said he's been depressed. And her question, I guess, is how long does she keep talking to him before she actually sees his face, like before they can have a FaceTime date? Um, And how long, you know, and like, Yes, he's depressed, but she also doesn't know him, you know? Yeah, I mean, I feel like if it's been a month and he won't even FaceTime her, then you just talk to her at like, you know, very... Or you talk to him, let him talk to you, and then don't, like, I don't know. It's I feel like it's over. Like, what what are you doing? How how have you not? Yeah, that's that's a tough one. This This feels so weird right now because, like, I've been in a relationship for four and a half years. So anything about dating that doesn't specifically involve my girlfriend, I feel like I have no idea about. And now we're talking about dating in like pandemic era. Like, honestly, like this feels like I'm from the 1900s and I'm trying to, you know, teach people about like Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm so out of the loop on life. But I guess, like, I, you would know more than me, Shane. I mean, if, 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 if she's worried about pushing it because of his depression, uh, I mean, I guess, like, what you sh- I mean, if she wants the, the FaceTime date, shouldn't she just ask him? Again? I think so. Be, like, I think so. Yeah, I mean, depression is not, you know, there's, you still... You still have to be a person. Like I, I understand that there's a certain amount of like kindness or or like space you want to give people, but like if if someone needs if if you want to talk to someone, like you should just talk to them. It, yeah. it is we. I think it's genuinely weird to go a month without ever seeing him. Like, does he send photos? I don't know. I think maybe it's just the Tinder. Maybe she has Instagram. But for me, I'd be like, I'd want to be seeing now the actual. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very I, I don't know. I'm very online. So I know it's like 
I have like a way that I use my phone and social media that a lot of people are like, Oh, it's very, you're like very eccentric or whatever. But if I'm interested in someone, like I'm taking videos of me talking to them at the store, if I see something silly yeah. I want them to see, or I'm sending them photos yeah. all the time, or I'm texting yeah. and, and, or I'm FaceTiming for like even a minute to say something and then we're sending voice messages. Like I'm utilizing the whole ass phone Right. So I, 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 it's like weird to me to be texting someone and then to be like, I'd love to FaceTime you. And then they don't like, is he, if he's not sent her any photos, I'd be like, that's a catfish. Get out. Yeah. yeah. But also as well, you have to put in the other point that, okay, so he's saying I'm, I'm suffering with depression right now. That's mm-hmm. a huge thing for a solo person to do it. Never mind bringing a new person into your, into your oh. life. So if he's not even FaceTiming her and she's also taking that on via text message, I would be kind of saying, maybe maybe call it's, quits it's to it. a strange starting point for a relationship because yes. it feels like a lot a lot of like you know like if a relationship the honeymoon phase yeah. is meant to be you know it, it just seems like this is heavy from the start but at the same time like shane like you you know you suffer from depression would like i'm sure you wouldn't want someone treating you with like kid gloves you'd want them to be open yeah. with and just ask, say what they want, you know? Yes. Very, very good way of pointing that uh, or saying that. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be like infantilized or like it's, it's, yeah, yeah you just have to do it. I, I mean, I do think it's nice that he opened up. I, if you have depression, yeah. you should just tell, like, if do you, you have a weird thing, you, you got to tell someone. Okay, right? so you think it's good yeah. to open up with it straight away, but. Yeah, I mean, is she talking about her problems? I also, don't know. See, that's the thing they, we just don't know. If they've been speaking for a month, I mean, imagine there's a lot of texting yeah. and communicating you can do over the course of a month during pandemic or in general. Yeah. I mean, this yeah. it's, it seems strange to me that this dude is Irish because every Irishman I've ever known has just bottled up his problems. <laughs> I know, in one way, I'm like, fair play to him, at least. Yeah, yes. it's good. It's, it's healthy. You, you almost have to be impressed that he's opening up. Any Irish guy I've ever known <laughs> is like, just. Push it down, push it down. <laughs> yeah, they're all Connells. They really are. That was such a great depiction of Irish men, uh, normal people. Yeah. But but no, like, I think because at the start, yeah, you do want a bit of a honeymoon period. I understand what Sean's saying as well. But also, I think if he just FaceTimed, then you'd be like, okay, that's okay. It just seems like a lot when it, there's not a FaceTime. You don't really know. The, you, but also, you just don't know how to respond because messages, there's so much lost in messages. At least at a FaceTime, yes. she knows how to respond properly because that's quite a heavy thing to just discuss over message. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's weird. I, I get like not wanting to FaceTime. I mean, listen, I've avoided FaceTiming a lot with many people, but I I don't know. But I'm also like a hyper... Um, open with someone like when i'm dating someone and they're like hey i really want to facetime i'd be like yeah i'm not into it tonight i just really don't feel like it has nothing to do with you i just feel like i don't want to yeah you know i would just be like honest about it but even a phone call if he doesn't want facetime pick up the phone and that would be because it seems to me that it's just text messages like i would be like great she calls me perfect because they can't meet up right now because of covid and the situation and stuff like that yeah i there's got to be something there has to be I mean, I get that she, I, she's right to want more. Because texting is not, is not like a good form of human contact. No, it's no. not. And you can read it all different. And when he says I'm depressed, he, he could mean like serious depression, like what you have, or like he's just really sad. You don't know. But at least if it's over the phone, you're getting a bit more, you're getting that tone of voice. And then FaceTime, right. you're getting like their whole 
Okay. Yeah, they don't even know each other's text tones yet. Yeah, it's they true. never actually like, met. Like some people, when they text, uh, when they text, okay, they just mean okay. For yeah, example, yeah. Well, for example, if my girlfriend texts me okay, I have done something horribly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> You're in big trouble. Yeah. I, th- I think that she should pursue it and be like hey i still want to facetime you like don't be afraid to like push it but also right. she shouldn't feel like if he doesn't reply that she has to like end it formally or put a bow on it oh yeah like, yeah i would just kind of like, let it fizzle yeah yeah if he's being this way just let it fizzle and if he if if after you stop initiating texts or asking or whatever or you start to be more cold if he heats up then you'd be like well i'm trying to FaceTime. I don't know you. Like, you know, let him know. Yeah. I think here's that's the, the best advice. I think here's the problem I, I, I find, which I can completely relate on her end, is like a month is a long time to to still not have a clue if you have a connection with someone or not. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. And you need, you need that in person. And I did find yeah. now, the last guy I was seeing, we FaceTimed for two months. And I did really find that that, but then even when we met up, I was like, it's different. Yeah, yeah you just need that in real life connection, yeah. I think. That's- anyone can be clever over text. Anyone can be, you know what I mean? You just, but you still don't know that you have to meet the person to know if you yeah. like have some sort of vibe with them. Or, you know? And some people True. just aren't comfortable on FaceTime. Like I know I wasn't until the pandemic and I had to do it, but I would have never fucking FaceTimed if it wasn't first. That's fine. He can just, if that, if that is the case, if that is a lot of anxiety. Yeah, they just call. You know? Call. Or say it. Say, look, I, I really am uncomfortable with awkward. FaceTime. If he's able yeah. to say I have depression, he could not. He can also say I'm uncomfortable FaceTime. He doesn't. Ha- he hasn't said that yet, and he's just fobbing her off. He could say I'm uncomfortable with FaceTime, and but when we're when it's a bit safer with the COVID, like let's meet up. Like that is something I want to do in the future. But it seems uh, a bit. Another okay. thing you can do if he's like a weird an uh, Irish and repressed is give him his out without him having to say it. Yeah. Like, hey, I really want to FaceTime you. I understand if FaceTime makes you uncomfortable. That's totally fine. You could tell me and we could do something else or we could yeah. send videos back and forth so it doesn't have to be live. Um, whatever. Come here. I'm going to let you go. So plug yourselves there. All right. Cheers. Uh, my Instagram and Twitter is at Finerty, S-E-A-N-Y. F-I-N-N-E-R-T-Y. And I don't know if I live on the continent, but I'm doing a European tour starting September 2nd. So I'll be all over. It's 15 dates. I'm not going to list them all. Sweden, Germany, Holland, you know, come see me. Yay. Yeah. Um, Sweden, Holland, Germany. I want to go to all those places. That sounds so fun. Um, I, uh, Shane Smith, S-H-A-Y-N-E. I don't know why my mother did that. Um, uh, Shay Dozer on everything. So it's Shay, S-H-A-Y, Dozer on Instagram and Twitter. I have a podcast called Cowboy Boys. It's not reflective or kind or or good like this podcast it's it's evil and terrible but uh, katie's been on it and her episode is very popular and people love her so much oh, yeah, so that's so nice yeah, yeah. so you can come listen to me there i also have a comedy specials uh called a prison for wizards and alligator boys and you can find those on like spotify and everywhere the comedy is 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.